Good morning, or afternoon actually. Um, thank you everyone for joining us today. I'm Janelle Heinrich, the Director of Public Health Madison, Dane County. I'm happy to be here with you today to talk about something other than COVID and to introduce some very other, very important work of our health department. In mid to late 2017, conversations about the need for a coordinated, comprehensive Madison and Dane County violence prevention plan began with a growing body of evidence suggesting that taking a public health approach to violence can effectively decrease violence, PHMDC was tasked with taking the lead. Over the last three years, we have worked to build what is now a violence prevention unit to analyze, define, and address the issue of community violence using a public health approach. The team, who are all here today, examined current violence prevention research and best practice collated three years of data, evidence, and community learnings, closely reviewed other comprehensive violence, pre violence plans that use a public health approach and developed a draft plan. After a draft was developed, the team conducted interviews and focus group feedback sessions with a number of violence prevention stakeholders and updated the plan to incorporate shared expertise and feedback themes. The result? is the comprehensive five-year plan we're launching today, Madison-Dane County Violence Prevention, a Roadmap to Reducing Violence. So what do we mean when we say we're using a public health approach to violence? A foundational element of public health, of a public health approach is the central role of data and the incorporation of diverse sources of data to understand violence risk and protective factors and inform decision-making. A public health approach is also population-based and focuses on community-level challenges and solutions, including policy. Two tenets of a public health approach that you'll hear a lot about today are the need to, close, to closely engage community stakeholders and the need for coordination across sectors, violence prevention initiatives, and different domains of violence. A public health approach also recognizes the need to target both immediate, for example, shots fired, and underlying drivers of violence, like structural racism and poverty. Finally, a public health approach recognizes that our efforts need to focus on interventions before, during, and after violence occurs. Together, these public health principles inform the development of the roadmap, goals, strategies, and objectives, which others will speak to today. I'd like to thank the mayor, our partners Faye Zemmel, Joe Maldonado, and Anthony Cooper, and our violence prevention unit members, Randy Molina, Jarrett Jones, Sandy Bogar, and Ariel Smith, for joining us in launching the roadmap. Thank you as well to the county executive and city and county colleagues for your support, and to so many other partners that have worked alongside us and helped to inform the roadmap and will be instrumental in our community's success moving forward. COVID limited our ability to do the kind of big celebratory launch that we would have liked, but we appreciate your support from afar. We also want to share that while today we'll provide a high level overview of the roadmap, the document contains more information and details. We encourage you to read it, to reach out, and to join us in the work ahead. Thank you, and I'll turn it over to the mayor. Thank you, Janelle. And I 
also want to thank all of the amazing staff that have put hours of work into this, uh, our community partners, and the community members who provided feedback. This has been a, a trying year, or perhaps we're at year plus now, uh, for our community. The COVID-19 pandemic has been traumatic for too many families. It has and continues to threaten our physical, mental, and emotional health. It has undermined our economy and the ways that we socialize and deepened economic and social disparities in our community. Alongside these challenges, we've also seen a marked increase in violence in communities across the country, including Madison and Dane County. Research and history tell us that it is not surprising to see this. We know that the disruption or absence of key social determinants of health like employment, housing stability, and food security also represent key root causes and risk factors for violence. We also know that violence is inherently linked to societal, societal inequities and that preventing violence must include investment in efforts to address health, racial, and gender inequities. Given these many linkages, a public health approach to violence prevention is especially valuable because it understands this interconnectedness. Last July, County Executive Parisi and I issued a call to action to public health, to the Violence Prevention Unit in particular, to finalize this comprehensive violence prevention plan. And today, I am proud to stand with the Violence Prevention Unit and our violence prevention partners to launch the Madison-Dane County Violence Prevention Roadmap. You'll hear more about the five goals that are outlined in the roadmap from public health and our community partners. But I also want to provide some concrete examples of the work and the activities, some of which are already happening and some that we see as opportunities for future action that fit into these broad goals, the five broad goals. So the first goal is understanding violence in our community through data. Data is a critical component of a public health approach to violence, or frankly, to anything. It allows us to see trends and patterns that we can use to predict violence and inform action and decision-making. Building a violence data infrastructure and sharing data in regular and consistent ways, perhaps through a data dashboard modeled after our popular COVID-19 data dashboard, will increase our understanding of violence in Dane County and allow us to better anticipate, prioritize, and respond to violence. Supporting community engagement with children, youth, and families is another goal. We talk a lot about the importance of resources for individuals after violence occurs. But this goal also highlights the importance of offering resources to young people who are at risk of engagement in violence to help violence from happening in the first place. In our work to support youth, 
We will be looking to expand services into the middle school level as well as high school and to make sure that the services that we already offer are effective in violence prevention. Fostering strong neighborhoods is a third goal. We know that neighborhoods have a lot of influence on social norms and behavior. So this goal includes strategies to bring people together to address issues before they escalate into significant problems. Under consideration is a continuation of the community safety worker model where neighborhood residents support conflict de-escalation and resolution by interviewing and directing people towards local resources and social services. Bolstering and increasing intervention and continuous healing for those affected by violence is another goal. The Community Safety Intervention Team, or CSIT, is one example of a multi-sector coordinated intervention model that wraps services around victims and perpetrators of violence. The roadmap looks to adapt and expand CSIT in other parts of Dane County beyond Madison. And finally, strengthening community capacity, collaboration, and coordination of violence prevention efforts. This goal around coordination recognizes a theme that is underscored throughout the roadmap, the desire to move short towards a shared vision and collective action. Reconvening the Madison and Dane County Violence Prevention Coalition will help us to organize, delegate, and take action on this collaborative work. I want to thank again Public Health Madison-Dane County's Violence Prevention Unit the violence prevention colleagues that are here with us today, and the many, many partners that directly and indirectly contributed to this roadmap. There is no doubt that the work ahead will be challenging, and we fully anticipate that this plan will need to evolve in conjunction with changing local conditions, new data, and updates to violence prevention practice, and the lessons that we learn along the way. But today, we celebrate the roadmap's contribution to a shared city-county violence prevention vision and a path forward to safer, healthier communities. Thank you, and it's my pleasure to turn it over to Faye Zemmel from DAYS. Thank you, Mayor. Um, intimate partner violence is pervasive in our community. Nationally, one in four women and one in seven men will be a victim of physical or sexual violence at some point in their lifetime. While IPV has a lot in common with other forms of violence, it is also one of the most underreported and is shrouded in stigma. It is time that we shift IPV from being viewed as a women's issue to being viewed as a community issue with a shared responsibility to prevent it. One aspect of the Madison-Dane County's Violence Prevention Roadmap that is most exciting is that it addresses the full spectrum of violence prevention and focuses on opportunities to address violence not only during and after it occurs, but it works to prevent violence altogether. Undoubtedly, services and systems that support people with the trauma and aftermath of violence are critical, and both DAYS and the Roadmap highlight the importance of this in one of the Roadmap's goals. But I'm especially excited to share more about the Roadmap's inclusion of primary prevention, which is highlighted in the Roadmap's goal of supporting community engagement with children, youth, and families. This goal outlines four strategies 
targeting shared risk and protective factors across many kinds of violence, early childhood learning and education, engagement with positive community-based programs, including mentoring, expanding intimate partner violence and sexual assault primary prevention programming, and increasing employment and workforce training opportunities for young people, providing kids with safe providing kids and families with access to healthy and positive environments, role models, workforce experiences, and positive programming is critical, not just to violence prevention, but to healthy communities overall. I am hopeful that working to address these strategies together as a community will increase our collective impact. While all of the strategies are central to primary prevention, the strategy around intimate partner violence and sexual assault primary prevention is especially exciting for us with our work at DAYS. Since 2004, DAYS has had a primary prevention program that works to engage boys and men as allies, called Men Encouraging Nonviolent Strength, or Men's Clubs. For the last 17 years, we have seen firsthand how instrumental programs like ours are to address the many root causes of violence. We also know that strategies around supporting women and girls' empowerment, adopting supportive school-based teen dating and LGBTQ policies and supporting programs that engage families in potentially challenging conversations around gender identity and sexual orientation are also critical. To see roadmap strategies and objectives that really seek to establish inclusive social norms about healthy relationships with both youth and families is powerful and encouraging. We look forward to enriching our partnerships and working with Public Health, Madison, Dane County, and others on implementing this violent prevention roadmap over the next five years. There are so many of us doing great violence prevention work within our own spheres. It's inspiring to think about what we will accomplish as we undertake the work outlined in this roadmap together as a community. And now, Joe Maldonado. Hello, everybody. Um, I've always believed in the importance of community engagement, and I echo Faye's excitement for the roadmap highlighting the importance of engaging our community's children, youth, and families. In fact, it's central to my role as the Community Youth Development Program Manager for UW Extension. I'm also a big supporter of building a sense of community in your neighborhood, and I work to actively practice these values both in my personal and professional life. My wife, Mariam, owns Luna's Groceries, uh, an initiative which grew out of the vocalized need for a grocery store in the allied Dunsmarsh neighborhood. Um, we love stocking shelves with food that was chosen by residents, including food that uh, speaks to the rich histories of the various cultures um, represented in our neighborhood, an identity I share with many of our neighborhood's residents, and something that's often missing within food retailers. Recently, I became an alder for Fitchburg's District 1, one of the most diverse districts in Dane County. Fitchburg and the Allied Community in Madison are located right next to each other and share many strengths and challenges. So it's important to remember that while neighborhoods technically have formal boundaries, neighborhood experiences aren't bound by these same lines, and neighborhood challenges will often require that many neighborhoods work together. Given my enthusiasm for neighborhood involvement, I'm excited to join the public health and my colleagues here today in launching the roadmap, which includes a goal centered on fostering strong neighborhoods. Outlined in the goal are five strategies that help improve residents' connection and collective action to resources 
um, strengthening relationships between community and law enforcement, and increasing culturally responsive support for diverse cultural identities of community members. Again, these speak to me on a number of personal and professional levels, and I'm happy to see this goal and these strategies calling out concepts that are fundamental to violence prevention and healthy neighborhoods in general. I also appreciate that the roadmap has a five-year timeline. Trust building takes time. Developing leadership takes time. Educating people on cultural identities and history and then practicing cultural humility and continuously learning takes time. But these are all big worthwhile ideas that are essential to creating better connections within neighborhoods, better relationships between neighborhoods, ultimately safer places for people to live in, work, and visit. Um, I'll also mention that it's critically important that we have spaces particularly for youth uh, in our communities and address uh, gaps just in the same way we have food deserts, that we have gaps in uh, youth service deserts. And I encourage you to fully support youth programming throughout our community. Uh, Public Health Madison Dane County works with many neighborhood resource teams, neighborhood-based organizations, and government partners responsible for neighborhood actions. They've been listening to challenges, to what's working, and to residents' hopes. And this roadmap reflects that. I look forward to working alongside them and my colleagues here today, as well as my neighborhoods in Allied Duns Marsh, in King James neighborhood, in Fitchburg, and partners throughout Dane County in centering neighborhoods' roles in violence prevention. And I'd like to welcome uh, my friend and often colleague, uh, Mr. Anthony Cooper. Hello, everyone. I've been in violence prevention work for a long time now. One of the, one of the things that what we talk about um, um, pretty uh, pretty often is the fact that where it takes uh, it takes a village to be able to raise a community. Our community we're not we don't we don't have millions and millions of people. We have to continue to be able to figure out ways not to only work together but to be able to build together and for a long period of time. Yes, the plan is only for five, uh, for five years, but then also the way I look at it and the way a lot of my other colleagues look at it in, in the community is that that allows us to be able to not only um, strengthen that plan, things will change. That not to only um, strengthen it, but then also to continue to build on it. Because this is, uh, as we all know, this is life-changing for all of us in, in, in our community. The more and more that we work together, the more and more that we're able to build, the more and more that we're able to um, look at ways to be able to, um, everyone, has, everyone has a way to be able to not only speak up, to be able to add their own visions, to be able to add with the guidance of, of public health, with the guidance of, of other health services, with the guidance of, of, of partnerships like with UW, St. Um, Mary's, and, uh, um, and organizations that are throughout the community. That's the only way that we're ever going to be able to really stay focused and get things done. Because again, it takes a village to continue to keep marching forward. We have to be able to take that approach. That is the only way. That is the only way, and, I, and, I, and I'll probably say it a million times, the only way that we will actually be able to get things done, to be able to, um, to be responsive to our mayor and, and also to be responsive to our public health um, officials as well. Um, one of the things that, and, and uh, my good friend, um, Joe Marnot, 
Maldonado had, had mentioned as far as being able to make sure that we're focusing on, on youth programming and being able to support our, our youth, but then also we have to be able to focus in, and on our parents as well because everyone is trying to navigate this new way of life, this new way of, of being able, this new change that we, what we, have to, we have to be able to not only overcome, to be able to develop as well. Um, and all of that will take time. Um, and now I would like to also ask um, uh, Ariel to come to the podium. Faye talked about the importance of primary prevention and investing in our children, youth, and families. Joe talked about the importance of strong neighborhoods, residents looking out for one another, and improving relationships between residents and government. Anthony talked about the importance of coordinating across intervention and healing services. And he also spoke to the need to really support the family unit and work moving forward. But what you might ask is the, what is the role of public health? Within the roadmap, public health will be taking on the leadership roles in the goals centered around data and coordination. We know that the risk factors and root causes of violence are complex and require multiple strategies to prevent and address violence. It's why we developed the comprehensive plan. And it is also why we need to use data. Data helps us determine the factors that are contributing to violence and who is most impacted. And we will continue to be using data to help inform violence prevention decision-making and action. However, data can also be confusing, misinterpreted, and un unintentionally contribute to harm and stigma. As a result, the roadmap's data strategies and objectives look to increase data communication and accessibility, support policies and, and protocols that seek to protect confidentiality and privacy and also minimize harm. We will continue to utilize diverse data sources and methods, including qualitative data to capture people's lived experiences and stories. The Violence Prevention Unit is working with partners to carefully navigate database development logistics and also data communication, data communication barriers and opportunities. And we look forward to updating the community on our progress with this. The other roadmap goal that public health will play a leadership role in is coordination. Coordination will be addressed through four main strategies focused on supporting capacity building, and collaboration opportunities across organizations and sectors, creating mechanisms for impactful, sustainable funding, increasing coordination of violence prevention efforts through collaborative efforts like the roadmap development itself, and also supporting roadmap and violence prevention accountability through evaluation. While public health will lead on data and coordination, all roadmap goals will require shared ownership for success. Our Violence Prevention Unit will reconvene the Madison and Dane County Violence Prevention Coalition, which will play an instrumental role in helping to organize and prioritize roadmap work. But even with the coalition up and running, we'll need support. Support from residents, those working in direct service, community organizations, businesses, government leaders, and more. This is an ambitious plan and while its focus on violence prevention, and while its focus is violence prevention, its potential impact and benefits go well beyond the spectrum of violence. 
and we will contribute and will contribute to the overarching health of Madison and Dane County. We are also excited to continue to work with local violence prevention partners who, who continue to demonstrate incredible dedication, energy, and expertise to this work. The roadmap gives us a path. Collaboration and coordination will move us forward together. I also want to take the time to thank, again, Janelle Heinrich, the mayor, the county executive, our wonderful partners who have been working to create this plan with us, and last but certainly not least, our Violence Prevention Unit. We are now happy to take questions and thank you all so much for coming. Sure. I'm sorry, I can barely hear you. <laughs> Thank you. So the question is is around funding and how we might see these priorities reflected in, in our upcoming budgets. And I, it, it's a good question, and I think you will see them reflected in future budgets. I obviously don't want to speak for the county executive, um, but uh, I consider this very important work, and I think that um, we'll be taking into account the roadmap and the priorities and the emerging work um, to implement those priorities um, into account as we consider uh, what we fund. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that, you know, this is, and I think Ariel just spoke to it, this is, this is not work that will only be done by public health, right? This is work that will go far beyond that. Um, and there are many things that the city is already doing that fit into this roadmap. Um, so one of the jobs ahead of us is to really assemble and evaluate what we're already doing that contributes to violence prevention and reduction to make sure that it, it is effective as possible and to see where we might make changes or where we might need to add or shift funding um, to be as effective as possible. But I absolutely think that this is something that we take into account um, going forward, not just in future budgets, but in, in the work of the city overall. Mayor Conway, what role do you see MPD playing in this five-year plan? I know there's not a representative from MPD who, who spoke today but one's mind would go towards violence prevention and policing having some sort of logical tie there. What role will they play, if any? You know, one of the, I think one of the most important things about this roadmap is that it is really comprehensive and that it acknowledges that the work of providing public safety, uh, preventing and reducing violence is something that is owned across multiple departments and multiple agencies. MPD certainly plays a role in that, um, they are often more on the front lines of this work, and I think it's important for us to think about how we're investing in the prevention part, getting to the roots of the problems, so that we can make MPD's job easier. So essentially you're saying they become the front line, and this is more so prior to that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yes, I, I hope that this, this work um, gets us farther back upstream into the prevention uh, realm, but, but it's also important to acknowledge that a lot of the work, particularly the work that the Coop and his colleagues have been doing, um, is really about intervening in cycles of violence, um, and that will continue to be important, that, and that requires, and, and we currently have, I think, good partnerships between that work and MPD. Other questions?
Sure. So yes, the roadmap will run on a five-year cycle. Um, the wonderful thing that we've been able to build into the development of the roadmap is an opportunity for continuous feedback and adjustments. So the coalition will take on the duties of re-evaluating and re-examining the roadmap every year, um, not only to establish annual priorities, but also to account for anything that's maybe changed. Um, as we know, best practices um, and innovations in the field of violence prevention are changing at um, an exuberant rate, which is great. And we want to be able to capture those things that could maybe be adapted and work for Madison and Dane County residents as that innovation comes along and not have to wait on that five-year cycle. I do, I do have one other question. I know we heard about IPV um, is a specific type of violence, but is there any sort of example of something you can provide that you're really looking to try and prevent um, that we can see in our community happening right now? Yeah, good question. So IPV was an example, a specific example that was given today, but we are conducting this work across the spectrum of violence. So that includes intimate partner violence, sexual violence, violence within the home. Um, we'll also be looking at improving some practices around self-harm and suicide, and also accounting for the increasing gun violence that we've seen in our community. So our goal with primary prevention strategies is that the impact could be seen and felt across all of those. And so we are hoping to see some movement in each of those areas. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you.